Okay, let's rock and roll. We're live. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You good here? Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. G'day, guys. This is James Newbury from the Fiber Performance Podcast, and this is episode number 26. And we are, I'm so proud and so happy and honored to have Doug Evans joining us, the master of sprouts, uh, joining us to give us some insight onto why sprouts are so beneficial for increasing health, increasing longevity, and unlocking some hidden potential. So, Doug, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, my pleasure, James. You're doing great work. And you know, I love the opportunity to just talk to people that are lit. So you're <laughs> lit and I'm here. Oh, I love it so much, mate. And I've been listening to you talk for so long and I've been so interested in the sprouting game. And especially because my background, just to give you a little brief little rundown, um, I've been a professional athlete for the last 13 years. And my whole stick was I never wanted to sacrifice my longevity for a gold medal. The idea was to supply my body with the most beneficial nutrients I possibly could find and then also integrate holistic lifestyle practices that were going to help me regenerate my cells, help me regenerate my ligaments and tendons so I could still surf when I'm 60 and 70 years old. So competing, doing what I do is, you know, high intensity, it's heavy weights, it's hard runs, it's long swims. And I never wanted to sacrifice, you know, hiking a mountain when I'm older, um, you know, to do really well now. So I wanted to really emphasize the fact of this holistic approach and holistic points of performance into my practice from a young age. Um, and ever since hearing you talk about sprouting, sprouts are pretty much in every single meal that I have day to day, wow. probably except for, except for probably my breakfast when I do some oats, but I am definitely not one to sacrifice chucking my berries, like my blueberries and my raspberries into a savory meal or chucking them somewhere where they don't technically belong. I chuck them in everywhere and kind of the same thing with sprouts. Yeah. Well, look, I think that for me, I first like sprouted over 25 years ago and I never like understood the potential of it. These were things that were in front of me. They were delicious. They were nutritious. Um, and they were always like in my world, like a side dish um, or a garnish. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, when I moved to the desert 25 years later, um, I had the first time I experienced scarcity of food and uh, there was no, no organic whole food markets. There were no plant-based restaurants. Like I was literally in the middle of nowhere. It looked like breaking bad where I was living. <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. I mean, look out the window here. Like, come on. Oh, it is very desert, isn't it? <laughs> oh man. You know, wow. it's, it's just very deserty, but it's also an oasis. So we have water, you know, we have solar, we have power, and it's quite a beautiful, magnificent place, but it is in the middle of nowhere. And that for me was the first time I was having this existential crisis about, you know, where was I going to get my food? And I never had to think about that because I always had money in my wallet, right? Since I got out of the army, you know, I was a workaholic. You know, I probably saved and I still have the first nickel I ever made. And so it, I never had to think about food. And then here, all of a sudden, I was living out of a cooler and living in a tent. And all of a sudden, the, the food was going down. And then when I went to go look for where I could get new food, 
um, there were no options. Wow. So that's when I asked the universe, you know, I'm looking up at the Milky Way and other galaxies. And I got this download about sprouts. And wow. it was really, really powerful. And to break it into three, three parts in the observation is number one, sprouts are vegetables, right? And I always thought of them as like this little snack or the garnish, but they are in fact vegetables. So therefore they are food. So if you eat one sprout, you're not going to be full. You eat enough sprouts, you're going to be totally satiated or, or full, right? They are a vegetable. So they're a typical garden stage, market stage vegetable alternative, right? So you can replace every lettuce, every um, organic vegetable, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, and just eat sprouts. Like it's, it's that potent, right? And then the next thing was, you know, when you work out, you're an athlete, right? People are taking vitamins, supplements, multivitamins, protein powders, extracts. And when I started to really like be present with the sprouts, I realized that like a cup of sprouted garbanzo beans was like 20 grams of protein. And, Crazy. right, and they had fiber and they had antioxidants and they had vitamin C and they had all this other like nutrients. And that's what made the connection to me that sprouts were vitamins and minerals and that the, the top experts across all disciplines talk about you're better off getting your nutrition from food, right? Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. I think he was talking about sprouts. Like I really, really believe that. And sprouts contain every micronutrient, phytonutrient, polyphenol, bioflavonoid, every essential amino acid, um, the antioxidants. So it's just wild, like what's in the sprouts. And then the third part, which was like beyond wild, it was like mind boggling for me, was that sprouts were medicine and that there were thousands of peer-reviewed published papers on the medicinal properties of sprouts, that you could use sprouts to detoxify benzene and air pollutants from the lungs. You could use sprouts to regulate insulin levels in diabetics. You could use sprouts for weight loss because they're very high fiber, very low calorie. So the more you're eating, the fuller you're feeling and you're not getting the calories. That there were properties in certain specific sprouts that had anti-cancer properties, right? There were sprouts that could literally give you the benefit of um, hormesis by creating heat shock proteins in the brain that were causing the neuropathways to open. And in, in particular, you know, the, the research along with treating autism was that if someone is autistic and they're having a fever, it, it lessens the symptoms. And that same um, factor could be achieved through the consumption of sprouts, wow. right? Broccoli sprouts in particular. So this led me down this rabbit hole 
that I'm still going down. Like it's a never ending rabbit hole, right? Of deep research and deep power. And what I realized was that in certain countries, Korea, Japan, China, India, like these cultures and countries where people have been living in the same place, you know, for thousands of years or longer, right? They all knew about sprouts. America, which is the melting pot of capitalism and processed food, sprouts, like people knew about them. They, Asian cuisine, put them in soups and soups. And, you know, the hippies that are really like tuned into nutrition, put them on sandwiches and wraps, but they never crossed through to the mainstream. Mm, and wow. right, if you back up, like, why is it important? Well, on one hand, you know, we have thousands of people a day that have food security issues, right? For me, I could have gotten in a car or a bus and gone to a supermarket and bought food. We have people that are literally starving in this country that are in, you know, that are on, on meal programs and meal budgets of, you know, a few dollars a day. And so that was a very important part about the accessibility to high quality nutrition, right? So even when McDonald's put a salad on their menu, the salad had 120 calories and cost $6 and a burger had 900 calories and cost 99 cents. So if someone's mm -hmm. hungry, who's going to eat the salad in the fast food restaurant, you know, where they're trying to satisfy their caloric intake um, for nutrition. Yeah. So, so that was one thing. And then the, the next part was um, we have people overeating themselves to death, right? They're overweight obese, where two thirds of the American population is either overweight or obese. And it's beginning at the earliest ages. So it's not like, you know, they don't have access to food. They, they don't have the information, the guidance, the knowledge. So they're eating calorically dense foods without working out like you as a, as an athlete, without working on, you know, physical labor on the farm or the like. They just have access to low cost food that's very high calorie, highly processed with added oils and sugars and fats, which trigger all sorts of chronic illnesses, beginning with um, obesity, then leading into diabetes, and then leading into heart disease, and in no particular order, right? Yeah. So all this stuff could be happening. And so... For me, when I looked at this stage of my life, I'm 57 years old, right? What? Right. And I'm in the best physical shape, you know, of my, of my life, non-professional athlete, right. But I'm in physical shape. Like, you know, I can run 5k, 10k, 15k, barely breaking a sweat. Um, and I, you know, do my body work. I've been doing 210, um, pushups and 210 squats body that's weight awesome. squats that's right? awesome so you know here we go just, <laughs> I love just feeling it feeling it feeling it and you know i started you know with 10 right like doing 10 and so 
you know, we have a group and we're doing that. But the most important thing about this was how could I get this information out to as many people as possible so that they could be living their best lives ever. So yeah. I'm going to take a pause for, for a moment, James, and, yeah. you know, see if you have any questions before I yeah. turn on the next track. Yeah, mate. Well, that's so fascinating. And I guess what you spoke about before is that at the moment, people have that option to um, to go for the junk food and go or go for the sprouts or go for something a little bit healthier. And for the most part, they're choosing to go for the, the junk food. And I probably when you got to the desert, you probably had that option, right? It was either go to the shops and get the junk food or you went down the path of having the sprouts, which is going to satiate the body, not over calorically fill you, um, but also bring in energized food that is real life, that is not processed, that has phytochemicals and polyphenols and fiber and all the things that we need to function as a human. We're getting those just out of out of these sprouts. Yes. And you probably have to come to a bit of a crossroads here. It's like, do I go down the path of the junk food or do I take the good path and go down the path of the sprouts. And obviously you weren't going to go down the path of the junk food, right? Well, if you think about it, James, the obvious path for all of us is to go down the junk food path. Like that's the obvious path because that's the way we are programmed. Like yeah. human beings have evolved with scarcity of food and reward systems that trigger dopamine in the brain when you eat calorically dense foods, right? And you know you actually derive pleasure. It is no joke that if someone's like biting into a steak or a piece of chicken or fish that's calorically dense, they're gonna get a hit of dopamine and a reward system. There's no question about that. But it's mm. similar to your workout. Like I can look at any food and I don't need to just jump in I can look at the same way I look at my cold plunge, right? I, other than like the cold plunge, it is not my favorite place to be. It yeah. is uncomfortable for me to do two minutes to 10 minutes at 33 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, basically one degree Celsius, right? It is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I look at it um, and I'm like, I know this is good for me. I'm going to do it. Suck it up. So if I look at a bowl of sprouts, plain, no salt, no oil, no seasoning, in the beginning, it didn't have a lot of flavor. That was like my cold plunge, right? But then I ate it and well, I felt good. And I realized that the addiction to salt, oil, and sugar was so powerful that I needed to be cautious, careful about what was around me. You know, even yeah. today, I've been, you know, clean for 25 years, right? I went into, you know, my refrigerator in one of the other houses that we have. And I went to go pick up, you know, something that was in there. And I looked and there was a case of raw chocolate that I eat. Like I have no problem eating raw chocolate, but it wasn't in my feeding window. And I had already eaten and I looked at it and one part of my brain is like looking, Hey, no one's here. I could just eat this. Yeah. And then like, I wanted to eat it. And then, you know, I drank some water 
and I'd never touched it. I didn't smell it. But the calling for this item was so powerful that it required resistance to, to, uh, to not, not do it, to not consume yeah. it. And, and therefore, every temptation resisted makes me more into a master, right? Yes. It builds my strength, builds my confidence, builds my endurance, builds my tenacity of conviction. So, Correct. Yeah. I love it. So, so what I um, recommend, right? And I, I, you know, it's hard to believe, you know, my book, you know, hit number 71 of all books on Amazon, the Sprout book, you know, became the number one best-selling vegan book, vegetarian book on Amazon, fiber book. It's just like hitting the charts, top of the charts. And what that showed me was this desire for a certain amount of the population was curious about what they could do to change their lives. Yeah. And the yeah. sprouts were the easiest, simplest thing to do. So rather than recommend people go on a sprout only diet like I did, you know, I recommend more of like what you're doing. Add sprouts to everything that you're eating. You can add them to your oatmeal, to your soups, to your salads, to your wraps, to your entrees, to your smoothies. Just get sprouted, like get everything going on and you will feel the impact because the sprouts are tender, right? And normally when you're eating a vegetable, and by the way, I love vegetables. I've got no problem with vegetables. Just making a point that if you're eating market stage broccoli it's grown in the ground for six months they cut it off and they sell the florets in the head right and as soon as they cut it from its root system it's still not cooked it's still raw but it's dying it's decaying right it's yes. on the end of life right it's now you cut it from the root system it's in hospice it's dying What's the miracle of sprouts is that you're eating the entire plant organism, the root, the shoot, the endosperm, the embryo, you're eating it all. It's a very whole food beyond prior definitions of whole. And it's alive. So it's growing. It's enzymatically active. It's water-based. And there's no like no one's really doing the research about why it makes sense to eat raw, organic, living plants that have an electric charge to them for our electric bodies. Yeah, that's so, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating you say that, it's energetic still, which is why I always look to the water that we, the water that we consume, obviously, and maybe this goes hand in hand with eating sprouts is the, the, the drinking water that we consume. A lot of people are drinking from the tap. That's there's no energy left in the water. It's been, it's been uh, chemically treated to, you know, last a long time and not get infections and not get bacterial infections in there. But if we can get our drinking water as much as we possibly can from the source where it's still energetic and still active and has minerals in there and it's not polluted, you're getting, you're still getting that, that uh, I guess, earth energy 
into the body when we're consuming it just like sprouts you're not getting something that is now decaying sprouts are still growing what by the time you consume them like yourself so from there can you tell me a little bit about the fusion that happens between when water is added or moisture is added to a seed and it goes from this thing that is just a seed into this flourishing uh compound of chemicals and vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients goes from you know this one thing into this burst of as you said like enzymatic reactions to turn into something that's so nutritive towards us yeah the 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 easiest analog for someone to understand is the metamorphosis that occurs between a moth and a caterpillar right so you have something that's this thing and then it becomes something else and happens really fast so a seed um has a long shelf life and looks very much like a pebble right and it is a complete plant organism in a dormant state and when we're sprouting them we are kind of activating and triggering this whole metabolic series of functions. So step one is you soak the seed. And when you're soaking the seed, you lessen the lectins, you remove the enzyme inhibitors, you remove the phytic acid, like all these things are washed away in the seed. And then the, the water and the moisture penetrates the seed. And then the seed wakes up right so first step is to take the seed that could be shelf stable for 1200 years and wake it up and that process is done with soaking and then after you soak it the the seed is now sequestering carbon from the atmosphere oxygen from the atmosphere the water molecules and it's triggering this growth process and so by simply adding water and rinsing the water twice a day you are unleashing this entire activity and the the math doesn't add up right just so you know if you were to take the one little seed and take the water and then look at what you get a week later you're getting not just 10 times water. It's not just sucking in the water by collecting the carbon and the oxygen and the water and the growth. It will grow 10 times the dry mass volume, right? So it, it the, the things don't add up, but that's nature, right? Like that's somehow, you know, Magic. the single cell amoeba turns into meets the sperm, meets the egg, grows in and, it's nature. So what I found is by being in this sprout consciousness, like I'm very much aligned with nature, like I'm feeding my gut microbiome, you know, this healthy, fibrous food, both soluble and insoluble fiber, and it's alive, and it's water based. And it has these antioxidants and bioflavonoids and prebiotic that it really is the perfect food. 
and it's aware it's aware at the same time have you um just out of curiosity have you ever do you when you go to eat your sprouts do you ever do you ever thank thank the sprout or um give give credit back to the sprout for allowing you to consume it have you ever tried that it's a very spiritual thing but i've heard it happens yeah. quite regularly and you kind of um embrace and thank it for giving you what it's giving you have you ever tried to in, introduce that into the way that you consume i i um i perform some sort of grace at every meal right and in a very pavlovian way when i see the food like i'm staring at it i'm admiring it i'm being grateful for it i'm also fascinated by it like how the the sprout grows the color, the texture, the flavor, the nutrients, like literally it makes no sense that all of a sudden you take the seed, you add water and it grows where you're doubling the antioxidant levels. You're tripling the vitamin C, you're quadrupling the soluble and insoluble fiber. And you're creating things out of nowhere are somehow being pulled into the vortex of this very available. And the fact that you grow the sprouts without soil, Without sunshine, without fertilizer, it's like, how does this happen? It's and, cool. Right? And it's super affordable, right? Super fast and actually has more nutrients, 20 to 100 times more nutrients than the mature counterpart. That is crazy. So in that process, once we've, once we've uh, initiated the sprouting effect and this cascade of enzymatic reactions happens, when is the most beneficial time in terms of nutrient value? Is it key for us to consume the sprouts? So it's really interesting. The sprouts vary day by day. Wow. Um, for the consumption of glucoraphanin, the precursor to sulforaphane, yep. day three on the broccoli sprouts is the peak. Day but three. if you're not treating a chronic illness with the sprouts and you are eating the broccoli sprouts as a food source, you can let it grow to day five, six, or seven, right? And still get a lot of nutrients there. Wow, the, interesting. The, yeah, so the legumes, right? The lentils, the peas, those can be eaten in as little as... 36 hours, right? Wow. Because there you soak them, you remove the enzyme inhibitors, the phytic acid, the trypsins, you lessen the lectins, the water penetrates them, they, they expand like a sponge. And then as soon as like the little tail starts to emerge, they're edible, right? right. And, and they're you know, you can let them grow longer, but you don't have to. So there's other things that um, different compounds, like there's a property for um, allergies, antihistamines that can be grown using pea sprouts, green pea sprouts grown in the dark. Like all the other sprouts I grow in the daylight, the, the green green sprouts by growing them in the dark it's creating a stress for them which is creating 
this compound called DAO. Um, and that is similar to what's in antihistamine medicine, but you're eating it fresh and raw in the plant. Wow. So it's like, whoa. So, wow. so I think where we are, it's like we're just scratching the surface as to the knowledge and potential of sprouts. And simultaneously, we are igniting hundreds of thousands of people around the world now are actively growing their own food, growing their own sprouts. And so I, that's why I wrote the Sprout book. That's why I'm publishing my content on Instagram. And then people were telling me, oh, Instagram and Facebook, they're going down. You got to be on TikTok. So, I mean, I, I didn't know what TikTok was. And now, you know, I've had 30 million, 40 million views of my wow. content, hundreds of thousands of followers under my Sprout Wiz account. I love and it. So, so we're, we're at this level where the receptivity to the information is there. So if I were That's to just step back, right, and, and answer your original question, like why Sprouts? Sprouts are practically free, right? Well under a dollar a serving U.S., they grow in days and they grow with simply water, right? And the seed and they grow. So no fertilizer, no sunshine, no pesticides, like they want to grow. So therefore I look at them as the perfect, most accessible, most affordable, most nutritious food on the planet. That is fascinating. And I think when people um, open their minds a little bit to it and maybe see some of your content and go down the path that you've kind of taken as well and maybe start sprouting a little bit at home, I think that's when they'll see the real true benefits when they start putting it into action themselves. Which leads me to my next question is, what does your, what does your daily diet look like in terms of what type of sprouts do you have? And are you particularly consuming you know, day three broccoli sprouts at this meal and day four at this meal? Or are you just getting in a, a mix every single meal? Or do you kind of, you know, keep garbanzo sprouts to the afternoon? What does it look like for you? Yeah. So for, first of all, and fortunately, I'm in exceptional health. So <laughs> I'm consuming the sprouts for both food and for um, vitamins and nutrition. I don't have a medical a protocol that I'm treating, thank God, knock on wood. Um, my day is, I have a feeding window between like noon and six or 7 p.m., cool. right? Small feeding window. And then I like fruit um, to start my day with because I like the water-based items. So I'll have like right now, it's summertime in, uh, it's the solstice yesterday. So we are officially summer. So I, I will have melon and I'll eat a whole melon. Like I like melon. And then we also right now have cherries and berries growing. So I like some of those spaced out. And then I, my mid afternoon snack, I like protein um, led sprouts. So the garbanzos, the lentils, the chick, the, um, the green peas, like those are just like a snack. They taste good. They're easy to, to have. And then I'll have a salad that I will 
use all sorts of sprouts, um, broccoli, radish, clover, add some lentils, whatever I have growing. And then I make a tahini based dressing and I'll add some ferments to it, you know, like sauerkraut or raw pickles. And then um, even though I'm getting a lot of ALA, uh, medium chain fatty acids from my chia sprouts and my flax sprouts, I add nori seaweed, sea algae, which is a great source of EPA and DHA. And then I'm done. So I'll eat big salad, I'll make some wraps and I'm done. It's fascinating. Oh, that is, that is super cool. And would you have, and what, I'll, just out of curiosity, a lot of people would probably suggest, and they probably just come out of the woodwork and say, you're not getting in enough calories, but you're living proof that you've done this for 25 years and that getting in something so nutritive like the sprout and your berries, which you're getting probably tons of other phytochemicals in there as well. You're getting colors and pigments and you're also getting hydrating foods that'll actually right. give you of um, water as well at the same time. But some would say, maybe you're not getting enough calories. Do you have any idea on the type of calories you're consuming in the sprouts and being quite okay at the same time? Well, the absence in my diet of salt, oil, and sugar and eating whole raw plants is pretty close to getting me to be like an animal in nature. And an animal in nature is not consciously counting their calories, right? They're eating when they're hungry and they're eating um, until they're satiated and then they're done, right? And therefore in the wild, you're never gonna see like a morbidly obese, you know, gazelle or deer or any animal, even though they have, you know, potentially access to abundance or access to scarcity, they self-regulate. The added salt, oil, and sugar tricks the brain into wanting to eat more and overeat. So by eliminating salt, oil, and sugar in my diet, I can appreciate the flavors of these natural raw plants. And I eat until I'm not hungry or I'm full. So I have to have confidence that what I'm eating, you know, is the most nutritious food on the planet. I do look at everything I put in my mouth as a life or death decision. And um, if I was hungrier, I'd continue to eat. And yeah. what I can tell you is if I'm eating fast or I'm eating too much, more than likely I'm emotionally eating, right? I'm not eating for nutrition. But yeah. James, why don't we ask one more question before we wrap up? Because I, I am backed up today and I'm so excited that you know we were able to, to do this today. Yeah, absolutely no problem. And I was actually going to wrap up with one last question anyway. And the question is, if someone is listening to this now, what is the easiest way for them to start sprouting in their home right now? Just a, a very quick two or three minute, uh, hey, take some seeds from the broccoli sprout, chuck it on some of this and put some water to it, wash it a couple of times a day. Give us the quick lowdown on how you would do it if you were so, beginner. So I would recommend, first thing is sign up for my free newsletter at thesproutbook.com. Show notes right, below. So that, yeah, show notes below, the sprout book, right? 
And then I would get organic sprouting seeds that are tested for pathogens, tested for high germination rate. And then you can get a standard mason jar and they make these lids and screens. And then, you know, I've done, you know, a hundred videos on how to do the process already. So you don't have to do it, but pretty much the process is you soak the seeds overnight, you rinse out the wastewater, you add fresh water, you rinse that out again, and then you do that twice a day and you're able to start eating the specific varietal of sprouts between 36 and 168 hours. Amazing. Amazing. Mate, I love it so much. And Doug, thank you so much for jumping on today. You've blown my mind even more. Um, and I feel so much more educated on sprouts and why they're so good for me. So I'm probably going to add in some more <laughs> every time I do my let's meals. Let's go, now. James. Let's go. More sprouts. Let's go. Mate, thanks so much. And look, I look forward to uh, seeing you soon. I'm actually going to be heading over to the States. So I should try and catch up with you and we can have a sprout meal together. You got it, babe. Nice <laughs> to meet you, James. I appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you too. I'll see you soon. Okay. Look forward to it. Bye-bye.